going on everybody welcome to another episode of not rocket science the show that talks about the intersectional relationship between business culture and technology technologic hope you guys are doing well i am doing pretty pretty groovy hope you had a good fourth of july it is now july 6th july 6th so hope you guys had a good fourth Hope you saw some fireworks, some dogs, some burgers on the grill, maybe an Italian ice if you're getting luxurious with it. I don't know. Whatever you're into. Mine was pretty good. Um, so this year, for the Macy's fireworks, they were doing them at the Brooklyn Bridge. We live in Brooklyn. So my girlfriend was like, let's go to the fireworks. They're at the Brooklyn Bridge. We can just go to... Brooklyn Heights or something. You'd think Brooklyn Heights, it's residential. It's not quite the Brooklyn Bridge. You'd think most tourists would either be in Manhattan, on the Lower East Side, trying to get a lookout, or somewhere by the Brooklyn Bridge in Brooklyn. So we thought we'd maybe get in, see some fireworks, get out. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. So... Brooklyn has this section called the Brooklyn Promenade, and basically it's a cliff overlooking the East River, the river in between Manhattan and Brooklyn. And if you look to your right from the Brooklyn Promenade, you'll see the Brooklyn Bridge. And the cops basically blocked off that entire section. So what we're planning on doing and going to where the Brooklyn Promenade was a no-go because the cops totally blocked it off. There were thousands of people in the streets. Everyone was running, scrambling, trying to get a view 10 minutes before the Macy's fireworks show. We went down to the water a little bit south of the promenade, a little farther away from the bridge. Thousands of people couldn't even get in. Couldn't get in. Disaster. Disaster zone. So we just said, screw it. And we left, and we walked back up towards the subway. And when the show started, we could hear the fireworks. And we realized we could see, like, half of them from where we were, just on a regular street that was sort of close to the water, but not really. But it was up a little more. It was up on a hill. So we were able to see, like, half the fireworks. And it was cool because you were around all these people. It really felt like 4th of July, like kids on scooters, eating ice cream and shit. Like it was just very like picturesque 4th of July. Um, There were these fireworks over the streetlights. So it was like a nice scene. But then we leave after the fireworks show's over, go back to my apartment, go up to hang out with my friends on the roof of my apartment. They're like, yeah, we got to see all the fireworks. So... Moral of the story, never chase 
major tourist attractions in New York when you live there because what you get from your apartment is probably better than putting in the effort to go to the hotspot because your unique idea of what you want to do ain't that unique. There's thousands of other people having the same idea as you, but not complaining. It was fun. It was a good time. I had a good time. We made some sangria, drank sangria on the roof, had some burgers. I've been eating cheeseburgers like every day right now because I bought a bunch of grass-fed burgers because, you know, July 4th, you want a burger, but now I have all these burgers, so I'm just eating grass-fed burgers all day like a college student. Well, not really because they'd be eating regular burgers. At least this is some organic grass-fed boiga. So, yeah. That was my fourth. Um, that was my fourth. The only other thing is Stranger Things. Watching season three. Hope you are doing so as well. I'm not going to give away any spoilers. Overall, eh, I like it. It's it's just starting to get good. I think I'm on like the fourth or fifth episode, and it's when every Stranger Things, it's like it starts off kind of slow. And then there's one episode where the switch kind of flips. And I just watched the episode where the switch definitely flips. And now I'm back into it, full-fledged. Not like in the little teenage subplots now. It's like, oh, we're going through puberty. Like, I'm not really feeling that angle so much. But the actual subplot where things get strange, I'm digging. I'm digging it. Interesting concept. Um, but I don't want to talk about it too much because it's only been out for a couple days and, you know, I don't want to be Mr. Spoiler Alert over here. So I'm going to leave it at that, but I'm excited. I'm excited about Stranger Things. Watched some UFC tonight, UFC 239, John Jones, Amanda Nunes. So that'll be my evening tonight along maybe with some Stranger Things. Um, okay. Okay. Five minutes in and I've just talked about... Fourth of July, Stranger Things, and UFC. Um, today, I wanted to talk. I want to keep on this wave I've kind of been riding about career transitions, jobs and tech fields, what to look out for, how to go about it, etc. Um, I'm kind of liking this wave just because it's something I can talk about firsthand, something I've experienced. I continue to experience because that's like what my career is right now. And uh, one issue that for years I've just been complaining about or talking about, making fun of, laughing at, crying at, no, I'm just kidding, um, with friends, family, etc., blah, 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 is the HR departments at companies trying to write tech-based job descriptions. These job boards are a fucking mess. It is absolutely absurd how uninformed most company HR departments are when it comes to writing tech job descriptions. And on top of that, sometimes it's not even just the HR department. It's the entire company. If it's a small company... Some of the ways they try to finesse candidates by coming up with these bogus job descriptions that don't make any sense 
with qualifications and requirements that don't make any sense, it blows my mind because it keeps happening. It keeps happening. I remember going through this five, six years ago, and now when I go back to job boards, it's the same thing. It never evolves. It never matures. It just stays in this state of just pure ignorance and naivety. It boggles my mind. But what I figured I would do today is just run through some job descriptions on job boards and talk about what's wrong with them, what's weird about them, what's right about them, and just to kind of show some red flags. Uh, I've seen this kind of thing on YouTube when it comes to software developers. There's some software development channels that kind of go through this exercise, which I thought was really helpful, and I'll do it more so for like UX, UI design, because that's what I do. Um, but I'll even I'll run through one for for uh, development as well, just to kind of paint a picture and just give some context on what to be looking out for if you are trying to land your first job in a technical field, or you did the boot camp thing, and you're trying to switch into a role. Because I remember when I was doing that, I was on these job boards all the damn time, every day. It just becomes part of the deal. Um, And I think a lot of you are smart enough to point out these red flags yourself maybe, but if not, perhaps this will be a little bit helpful. Or maybe if you have a hunch about something, this will validate your hunch. Um, But I think it's just more like a fun exercise more than anything else. So let's jump right into it. I found this one role, and I wanted to point it out because it's probably the most unique UX UI role I've ever seen in looking at job boards for almost seven years now. Um, It's interesting because the title is UI UX Wireframer. Now, the company is Zenda LLC, and it is a UX design firm that has been around for a very long time and it's just design roles like the company's just a design company but their title for this position is UI UX wireframer i have never heard of this before ever i've never seen the job title wireframer on any job board ever 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 ever, ever. So to me, it was interesting that in New York City, mind you, a design company decides to come up with this title. Um, What's weird about it to me is UI UX wireframer. Typically, now, this is very controversial. Everyone has their own definitions for these things, but... I get that when you are a wireframer, what you're doing is you're making... Um, usually black and white basic layout design concepts with boxes and lines, basically. Or you can use fake type. Sometimes you just use rectangles um, to, to show the text, like little thin horizontal rectangles stacked. Uh, but basically you're exploring the layout of an interface using boxes and rectangles 
to create a frame for what the interface might potentially be. That is the job of a person who is doing wireframes. Usually, that is a UX designer, normally a user experience designer. Um, in a UX experience, a user experience design role is often making wireframes if they're creating a new feature, a new product. Sometimes no one wants to admit it because it's against the quote-unquote process of UX design and design thinking. Sometimes you bypass that if you're just doing a quick iteration on a feature that's already been validated on some level and you're just making a change to make consistency across brands or something like that. You might forego the wireframe stage, but normally you always have um, your first designs would be for a project would be wireframes. Um, But What's weird is, yes, you are framing the UI, but a UI designer, the focus tends to be more on the polish of the UI, meaning the colors, the graphics, the styles, the, um, the layout, hitting its finer, final iteration based on validation through testing, etc. But a UI designer tends to not focus so much on the research side and the research side is usually what um dictates what the wireframe is going to be and that's why ui designers it's more synonymous with like interaction design the interface itself and its final form you know usually you in an old school way of doing things a ux designer would hand off wireframes to a ui designer and the ui designer would build out the interface and put the polish on it. This is weird because they're calling it UI UX wireframer. But typically, if you were to split it, it would be the UX person doing the wireframing. So that's what confuses me about this role just being wire. Generally, a wireframe is a portion of the project that is the bridge between the research and then the the UI design, the uh, you know, polished UI, the stuff you see on Instagram if you were to do hashtag UX design or hashtag UI design. It's, you know, the graphics side of it. Um, So I don't know what this person actually does. It says in the description, uh, a screen flow ideation, screen wireframe development, and UI development specification. Okay. That's cool, but if there's no research component, I don't know where this screen flow ideation is coming from. So that's what makes me question this. The compensation is 35 to 40k a year, which for a UX UI role is dog shit. Like dog shit. Like terrible. But since you're just a wireframer, I kind of understand it, which is what makes this position seem very weird to me. This almost feels more like an intern role that they're calling a full-time position, but it's lower than what even a junior UI UX designer would make, so they're calling it a new position, and it's probably full-time. Yeah, it's full-time, so they can't call it an internship. But basically what this is is a full-term, full-term, full-time internship where you were just doing a sliver of the end-to-end uh, product design process. Um, so I just wanted to highlight this, because if you see something where the role is wireframer, 
that's basically like if you're applying to graphic design jobs and the role was spot healer. You know what I mean? Like it's just a one portion of what the job requires. It's one sliver, one fraction. Um, and I've never seen that before, ever, 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 ever. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Honestly, this would be, a, this might be a decent job if you're fresh out of college. If you are fresh out of college, this might not be so bad. Um, they're asking for one year preferred experience in UX design, one year preferred experience in relevant. I don't know what that means, but it's preferred. So that means they are, this is an entry level position. Um, basically an internship but it's a full-time gig uh you do get health vision and dental packages and 35 to 40k so i would say if you're really trying to break into ux and you don't have a family or you don't have um you're not coming from a career where you're already making more than that and you're a college graduate and you majored in graphic design or human computer interaction or something I think this is a fine role to take for like a year, but then get out. It's something to do for a year, get your feet wet, get some pro experience, and then get out. And ask for a damn title change for the position. Because the problem is if your position on your resume is UI, UX, wireframer, it's like, it's going to be weird. People are going to assume things about what you can and cannot do right off the bat just because of the name of that title. So that would be the one thing that I would try to to change if I were to take up this position, if I was a recent college grad or something, I would totally go for it, but I would ask for the title to switch because it is weird, and it's very weird for an old design firm to have a role with this title. They should really know better. All right, so that is that one. just wanted to get that out of the way, but I thought it was interesting. Um, Let's see what else. Okay, so this next one. So I would say this. Know how much you're willing to accept for a position and do not go any lower because I, it's rare, it's fairly rare, particularly in the New York area, but I do see it maybe every time I go on one of these job boards maybe like once, like one per session, this tends I, this tends to pop up. I always see some sort of role that seems perfectly fine as far as the description goes, but then when you look at the compensation, it doesn't match the description at all. Um, so here, let me break this down. So there's this position for UI UX designer the company's called the Curious Panda Group interesting name um the application requirements resume online portfolio so you need a portfolio uh qualifications for all right so here's the thing here's the thing what they're asking for in the experience section, and this is the section that 
is backend generated by Indeed. So this is not something they, they wrote in a text box. This is like Indeed asks them questions, they write it in, and then Indeed renders it on the page. So this is something they put in, and it's a way to um, figure out whether or not your submission even gets to their HR department. It's a filtering mechanism that Indeed does to filter out people that don't qualify. So what's interesting about this role, UX UI designer by Curious Panda Group, is this. So it's a contract role. So it says three plus months, salary 50K to 60K a year. I don't know what that means because usually when you have a contract role, you have a rate. It's an hourly rate. So I don't know where salary 50K to 60K a year is coming from if this is a three-plus-month contract. So that's confusing right off the bat. They're marketing this as like a full-time position, but they also call it a contract role. But it only says a contract in one section. But it's bolded, so it's obviously a contract. Contract renewal, likely. Okay, so this is a try-you-out kind of thing where they're going to try you out and if you suck, they'll cut you off after three months. If not, they'll keep you on longer. Maybe eventually make you full-time, which is why the salary thing is weird because it's not a salaried role. And they don't explain that in the top part anywhere. Um, so that's weird right off the bat. Um, also, if you go to qualifications, it says... Four-plus years of solid experience in UX design or interaction design. Four-plus years, but then when it goes to... So that's in qualifications, but in experience, they're saying one-year preferred of UX design. So they want someone who has four-plus years, but they'll take somebody that only has one year. If they can't find anyone that has four-plus years and is only willing to take a contract rate equivalent, I'm guessing, of 50 to 60K a year. So what's crazy is I get that they're not in New York City, they're in Bethpage, New York, but that's still Long Island. That's still Long Island, that's still the greater New York metro area. So your salary ranges better be somewhat in line with New York City standards. And four plus years of UX or interaction design experience, nobody with that experience is taking 50 to 60K. That is not happening that will never happen in the New York City market. Four years, you should be getting 80K, roughly. 80, 90K, depending on the company. Maybe even more. Maybe even more than that, depending on the uh, benefits and how that's packaged. But we got qualifications, at least four years of experience. You need a resume, online portfolio. It's now on the bottom a contract role, but the salary is 50 to 60K, and then the experience they're taking in the back-end portion of the description is only one year of UX design preferred, one year of web design preferred, meaning they're going to accept um, applications of people that only have one year, even though they're looking for four-plus year, but they're offering a one-year salary in terms of experience. So when you see something like this, Go through everything. Don't just read the top part. Read the entire description. And when money slash role does not line up with one another and they sneak in the fact that it's a contract position, but they still explain what the salary is, even though there is no salary for a contract position that's only three months, 
look at it, please, as some sort of red flag. Please look at it as a red flag, particularly once you read the position summary for this role. The position reports directly to the creative director and work directly with front-end developers. That is another red flag. If you're a UX UI person and your boss is the creative director, that should be, unless you are desperate, an automatic no-go. Just saying. You should not be reporting to a creative director. You should be reporting to a design director, a UX manager, a product design manager, um, associate director, something along those lines where they're head of product, product design, UX, UX design, whatever. But creative director, no go. Um, All right. What's next? Alrighty. This one is for a UI UX design internship. The company is Pitchbook Data Inc. out of Seattle, Washington. So let's just read through it here. Just a little over a decade, Pitchbook has grown into a global organization with offices in Seattle, San Francisco, New York. Okay, so they have a lot of offices, double-digit growth, named one of the best workplaces in Washington four times by Puget Sound Business Journal. Okay, all right, so they're trying to, you know, they're legit, we're not fucking shady. Summary of a role. We're looking for a UI, UX design intern to join our marketing team. Ooh, a marketing team. And contribute to the evolution of Pitchbook's digital presence. We need a designer... Who's adept at working with brand ecosystem? Okay. Primary job responsibilities design wireframes, visual comps, and mobile responsive layouts for web page features. Participate in, va- in strategy, visual conceptualization, and production of web related projects. Work with web managers, designers, copywriters, blah, blah, blah. Develop dev teams. Assist with HTML, CSS updates. Okay. Perform quality assurance testing on current web pages. Update, maintain, optimize website file repository and showroom and envision. Collaborate with marketing design team. All right, so nothing about research. So this is a, this is not a UI UX design intern role. This is a UI designer slash graphic designer internship where you are designing web pages. But there's no user testing, usability testing anywhere. There's no. Uh, research phase anywhere, no user interviews, no contextual uh, inquiries, no uh, looking at analytics and GA or amplitude, nothing about working in, you know, agile product teams, anything like that. So, yeah, there seems to be um, some issues with this place. It's not the worst I've ever seen, but yeah, you're basically, you're working with marketing and you're designing web pages and graphics. That seems to be mostly the role. Qualifications, at least two years experience of UI UX designer, as a UI UX designer or similar role, strong visual, blah, 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 blah. All right. Most of the stuff is just same old bullshit, but there's no anything in regards to the research aspect of UX, nothing that mentions any kind of compensation. Huge red flag there. Because even if it's an internship, a lot of the times these job descriptions at least say like $250 a week or something like that. 
if there's nothing here, I'm assuming this is an unpaid internship and the qualifications, at least two years experience as a UI UX designer. So basically what they're saying is they want someone with two years of experience to work on a marketing team designing web pages and user flows for marketing, which is fine. If you're working on a marketing project, that is more than fine. That's actually my favorite part of UX is working on growth with growth teams um, and kind of using design to growth hack better conversion or retention or acquisition. Um, I love that stuff. But this role is pure bullshit. They want an intern with two years experience with no compensation mentioned anywhere for a role where you're doing zero research or usability testing and you're just designing web pages, working with the marketing team, and they're probably just going to tell you what to do based on you know their what their promo engine campaigns are going to be running or what their DFP slots are going to be advertised. Like, whatever it is, you're basically going to be an asset monkey and you're going to be chopping up web pages and design assets for a marketing team for no money in Seattle. Seattle has Seattle has some of the highest salaries in all of UX UI product design. It's like New York, San Francisco, Seattle are the big three. And you're getting paid nothing and you're supposed to have two years experience already. Huge red flag. Sorry, pitch book data ink, but this role seems like complete bullshit. And if you ever see this, because look, I remember I applied for internships when I was out of the boot camp for UX UI. I did it. I did it. Um, luckily, I landed a freelance role instead. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I, I I get it. If you're making that transition, you'll take whatever you can take. But I would say something like this, where they don't mention compensation and they ask for two years' experience for a fucking intern role on a marketing team, put that at the bottom of the list, please. Put it at the very bottom. Do not covet this role ever, ever. Not worth it. Okay, I just had to bring that one up. Because when I read that, it was like it started out well. You know, we grew this much over the past decade and opened offices in all these cities, blah, 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 blah. And then as you read the description more and more, it just collapses down the stretch. Um, so please watch out for that when you're looking at job descriptions. Read the Maybe even start with the bottom and go up. Because the top of the job description is usually the most fluff. And the bottom is where the meat is. And that's usually uh, generated on the back end by the board itself. All the stuff that has, like, the requirements in parentheses. You may want to start with that moving forward. Um, okay. So this this is just an example of some of the more bogus roles I'm seeing where when I read these descriptions i can't help but to think of these companies and in my head as basically the place that the main character in office space worked at and there's just people talking about their weekend but their weekend was boring as shit so they all they do is talk about what their kids did that weekend and people are just generating reports up and printing them out and just plopping them on people's desks and everyone's wearing some shitty tie from joseph a bank or some shitty dress from Annie says or some shit like that like that's the pictures in my head just depressing lighting 
like these are kind of some of the images that manifest in my headspace when I start reading some of this shit. Just saying, companies. Um, so please avoid any of these types of red flags. Just for starters, what I would say, if you're trying to get an entry-level position in UX, UI, from a salary standpoint, I wouldn't take anything under 50 to 60K. And that's being nice. Definitely more so 60K. But um, I get it. I wouldn't be against 50K either if it's entry level and I'm you know, making a transition. But that's what I would start with just if you put a number in your head in, in a major city. It might be a little lower if you're in a smaller city, um, you know, maybe 40 to 50K, something like that, and go from there. But no way in hell am I doing any of this for free. And if you live in a city like New York City, like 60K bare minimum, bare Minimum because anything else is just not really affordable. Not really affordable, particularly because you probably dumped a lot of money into taking classes in college or a boot camp. So you need that ROI, son. You need that ROI. I'm going to do one more. This one is junior web designer and front end developer. So big red flag, guys, right off the bat. When it's two titles as one, that means the company's cheap as shit and they don't want to hire two people. They just want to hire one and make them work twice as hard. So if there's an and in the title of the job description, take that shit, print it out, and wipe your ass with it. All right? Because that is just a company being cheap and shitty right off the bat. All right. So, what is this piece of shit company? They are none other than Fame Foundry of Charlotte, North Carolina. So, Fame Foundry, they don't even talk about what they are in the beginning. They don't even mention what they are. So, you have to look up what they are yourself, right? And if I were to look it up, they have nothing in Indeed. Nothing. I'm using Indeed, by the way. Um, So, if I Google Fame Foundry... Let's see what this piece of shit is. Okay. Fame Foundry. We are a digital agency crafting brand experiences for the modern audience. We are Fame Foundry. This looks like the most generic digital agency website I've ever seen. It's just a um, background video of people doing work in an office. That's my favorite is when people have videos of people just typing stuff on a computer and like in a boardroom just looking at their laptop um yeah those videos are the worst um okay it's just in you know your generic font i think it's like nice grotesque or something like that see our work Read the Fame Foundry magazine. They're using a hamburger button as the navigation because they don't want to cloud their awesome video of someone typing on their homepage. Clients, NASCAR, Amex, Toyota, forklifts. Forklifts, sweet. Practice booster, Blue Rhino. Okay, nothing special. This looks like a template. It looks like this whole website was made as a template. So, yeah. This is a generic digital agency with mediocre client list and uh, nothing particularly special about their website, and they don't even mention who they are in their job descriptions. But anyway, they're 
trying to get themselves a junior web designer, designer and front-end developer. So let's just go through this real quick. Fame Foundry seeking web designer, front-end developer with a fundamental understanding of full-cycle web development to join our team. This is a telecommunicating, a telecommuting position with a salary range of 40 to 50K per year. Passion for great design requirements. Passion for great design, user experience, site usability, two to four plus years of demonstrated pro experience in all major UX disciplines. So they want an information architect, a UI designer, a content strategist, a web applications, website, mobile designer, and a front-end developer who knows Adobe Creative Suite, has expert knowledge in HTML5 DOM, CSS3, JavaScript, and responsive web frameworks and demonstrate experience in a focus on iconography in user interfaces and demonstrated methodologies for prototyping all for 40 to 50k a year. Fuck you, Fame Foundry. Fuck you. I hope you go on during the next year. Cuz this is the worst description I found. Probably the worst job description I will find. And exactly the type of roles that no one should be ever applying to. First of all, if you look at their website, they're a creative agency that doesn't look creative. They look like they jacked a Squarespace template to build their website. Their client list is meh. And they want people that understand HTML5, DOM, JavaScript, along with content strategy and information architecture, they want basically a unicorn on the cheap. They just want a unicorn on the cheap because no one that has all these skills is A, going to be working at a creative agency whose main client is NASCAR um, for 40K a year, maybe 50K a year. Just not happening, guys. Not happening. Um... Qualified candidates must have a portfolio. So that's like for UXers, you need a portfolio. So they need to have a UX portfolio. Key insight into human behavior, knowing what customers find believable, interesting, attractive, provocative, and compelling. Again, that's a UX role. Agility, flexibility, keen attention to detail in order to manage multiple projects simultaneously because you're going to be worked a lot. Get ready for overtime, fuckface. Ability to take any project from concept to completion while working within strict time and budgetary parameters. Okay, you're not going to have a lot of money for these projects, and you're going to be working a lot and juggling multiple projects, and you're only making 50K, and you're going to be doing two roles that in other companies um, would hire at least two people for. So have fun. Fame Foundry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Basically, take back everything I said about all those other companies and just give a fuck you to this company because those other roles, some of them were weird, some of them were underpaying. One of them didn't pay at all, which that actually is pretty much a red flag, but at least they call it an internship, which is somewhat to be expected as far as compensation goes. This is, they're asking for it all for very little and don't even tell you a good job of what they are or what they do. You have to go find that shit yourself on Google. So, yeah. Out of all these companies, Fame Foundry takes the cake for being by far the worst company with the worst job description. All right, so I'm going to end it on that. I hope this was somewhat helpful, guys. Um, I'm just looking out for y'all, and I just want to give you guys a taste of what some of the BS is that goes on on these job boards with these tech roles, whether it be development role, 
UX, UI to roll, even data science. But I don't know enough about data science, like the ins and outs and the nitty gritties, to um, really know when the job description is a ripoff or not. So I just stuck with what I know for this one. Um, All right, if you guys have any comments, you want any questions, any help about your job search, whether a role seems like a good role, bad role, etc., you can hit us up, not rocket science show at gmail.com or at nrs underscore show on Instagram or Twitter. We are there. We will get back to you. Just trying to give y'all some of that value. Um... That's it. Hope you guys have a good one. Hope you guys had, at this point, a great 4th of July weekend. And see you next week. Thanks. Peace.